a convincing win by Boston College gets Eagle fans feeling pretty good, as they should. But what are three major takeaways from this game? What have we learned? I'm going to give you three of them on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Pick. It's our daily fantasy choice of Locked On. Make sure you check out Prize Picks today. Now, BC, they win their fourth game of the season, downing Georgia Tech in pretty convincing fashion, 38 to 23 in Atlanta on yesterday. Uh, yesterday, excuse me. <clears throat> now, if you have not already heard our game instant reaction recap podcast, check out our episode we did with Mitch yesterday that's up on the feed of everywhere you get your podcast so check that out today but today is not about that it's about looking at three big takeaways from this game and you look at a win like this it was so important for the Eagles for a couple of reasons first of all it's your first really I don't want to say quality win because Georgia Tech is you know not a great team but they're still good you beat a team that just beat a ranked Miami team and you did it on their turf in pretty convincing fashion, but it also gives you your fourth win. And that fourth win is crucial in terms of getting yourself ready for getting a, into bowl eligibility. I just saw FPI has BC as a 67% chance of getting into a bowl, which I'm sure at the beginning of the year, FBI had FPI had BC at like a 3% chance. So it's, it's looking good. You play UConn this week, then you just got to win one other game. And all those games that you have on your schedule, you can make an argument. You can win all of them. We'll have an episode about that later this week. Now, the biggest, the first big takeaway from this game, the first one I want to talk about has to do with quarterback Thomas Castellanos. Now, if you have not listened to our show, you know, you, you would, you, if you've listened to it, you would know that we're a big fan of this quarterback. He's the most exciting quarterback I can remember in recent Boston College history, going back to Matt Ryan. And here's why. You've got you've had guys like Chase Reddick and Pat Tolles and Anthony Brown and even Phil Dracovic, who have been they've had their moments, but they have not been able to take over a game like we just saw Thomas Castellanos do again. He made big plays with his feet. We saw him run, you know, that fourth and one where he bounced it outside and just he was gone. And then we saw him throw it too. I I, I tweeted it earlier today. That throw that he made to Kai Robichaud, Robichu, excuse me, earlier in the game was incredible. It was it was a tough throw that he made look incredibly easy. And he is electric this guy is going is a game changer for bc you know you see teams like wake forest with sam hartman and nc state with devin leary getting these quarterbacks that can win you football games i don't want to say he's like lamar jackson but this is his sixth or seventh start and he already looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the acc like honestly 
if you're going to look at the ACC right now, what other quarterbacks are better than him? Drake May, who just lost. And I'm probably going to forget somebody, you know, Tyler Van Dyke at times and Garrett Schrader. I think that's, oh, and Jordan Travis. Those are probably it at this point. Once those guys leave, Jordan Travis leaves after this year. Drake May leaves after this year. You have a special quarterback. Thomas Castellanos is must-watch television. Must And to see him live is, is special, too. You know, he is so much – he's so good. And that's what I want to get into. Like, I, I just – every game, like, I never thought I would ever see someone who could not only match what Tyler Murphy could do, but he's better than Tyler Murphy. Tyler Murphy was very one-dimensional. At least Thomas Castellanos can throw the football. He's going to be special for BC. They have something here. And the great thing is, I know folks are going to all go off to the the deep end and go, oh, he's going to transfer after this year. Guess what, folks? He really can't. He's here from transferring. Remember, there's a new rule. You only get one transfer without having to sit out a year. He's going to be here for two years. And and honestly, I don't think he would even think of that because I think Thomas loves it here. So this is a guy that's going to put you in position. And I just saw um, Josh Doggerty, who thankfully when I had some technical issues, let me know about it said Thomas Castellanos is single-handedly saving Jeff Halfley's job. Absolutely. I don't think this team would be in the same position. No offense to Emmett Moorhead, but the way that they're playing, I don't think they would be in the same position as they would right now. They probably would have lost some more games. Thomas Castellanos. There's five games left. I want, I'm sure like I'm like every one of you, I can't wait to watch what he does. Every game, it's some big play or some explosive that you've never seen before. He does something that you're like, whoa. It's, 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 he's the best quarterback BC's had since Matt Ryan, and he's only in his sixth start. There's no, I have, unless someone can, can convince me otherwise, there's no, there's no one even close if you look at the statistics, right? Yeah. Phil Jakovic had a, a, a moment here or there. And, and Anthony Brown had a moment here or there and, you know, all these guys, but it's every single game with Castellanos. He does something and it's like, holy moly, like, wow. And that happened again against Georgia tech. BC has something special here and it, it has helped us all get past the, the fire Halfley thing and the, and the, the, the dregs. I mean, yeah. Would I would Halfley have been smarter to start Castellanos game one against NIU? Yes. Would BC be five and two if Castellanos started against NIU? Absolutely. But I look at where they're at now and those remaining games, they could win. They could win them all. They could win every single game remaining on their schedule. I'm not convinced that any of those teams are significantly better than BC. Miami has more speed but they make mistakes. Every other team, they're around the same as BC. And when you have a guy like Castellanos out there, you could win every single one of them. So in a moment, I'm going to give you my second takeaway. When I look at the offensive line and tell you some of my thoughts about where they're at and why I think they're even more special than what they're as special as what Castellanos is doing. We'll get into that in just a moment. Now, athletic beer company, 
is Athletic Brewing Company is changing the game. Just like Thomas Castellanos, who has made multiple big plays, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. You like you like have a nice beer with with your uh, football college football, then you've got to check out Athletic Brewing. They have non-alcoholic beers that taste just as good and are award-winning than with uh, with flavors such as IPAs, golden sours, and more. And the best part is they're always making more. So they're fit for all time with no hangovers. You can use them and drink them and not have to worry about all the bad side effects that you get when drinking alcoholic beers. So check out, uh, uh, sorry, athletic brewing companies, non-alcoholic brews at stores near you or buy them online. First time at, uh, sorry, at athleticbrewingcompany.com. And first time customers can use locked on to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's code locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all time. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. It doesn't feel great after a, a win like this. It feels like it has been ages since BC has had a feel good win. I mean, I feel like I have to go back to Missouri in 2021 to get that feeling because you know, you beat Louisville last year and you beat NC state, which was a ranked win, but you still had the haze of being terrible kind of over the program in both of those wins. So it didn't feel like this. You feel like there's something happening here. Finally for BC three wins in a row. And as long as something disastrous doesn't happen, you're you're well on your way to four wins in a row if you can just take care of business against UConn. And the reason why I feel like I saw there was an 11 or 12 point spread already for this game, I feel like that's underselling it against UConn is because of the play of the offensive line. When you go back, if you want to watch the disaster that was in stores last year, BC... 2021 in general was just a mess, right? And nothing was more apparent than when they played the Huskies and their offensive line couldn't do anything. Phil Dracovic was getting killed out there. Their offensive line couldn't get the ball, get any push. And UConn had a explosive play to start the game. And that was basically it. You know, they made some interceptions off of Dracovic and they got some really favorable field position, but they won that game 13 to three, basically off that one play. And so they barely as 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 much as they want to to feel good about that win. They beat, made it on one play, and, and they they won that game. That that's good for them, right? But the big reason UConn won that game was because BC had no offensive line. The offensive line that's going to take the field against UConn on Friday, a uh, Saturday, excuse me, is the best I have seen out of Boston College since some of the earlier Steve Adazio years. They are excellent. And we, you know, on yesterday's episode, we praised Matt Applebaum for this. They, the coaching staff, the players, the depth, it is improved tre- tremendously to the point where you can just run the ball and the, the, the opposition can't do anything about it. And you don't have to rely on the running game. You can also pass the ball too, because Thomas Castellanos was only pressured three times in 32 dropbacks. 
That's a 10% rate. That is insane against Georgia Tech. They're, the the way this offensive line is playing is elite. They are not just a good offensive line. They are a great offensive line. And they have helped make BC shape their, their identity. For a team that has not had an I feel like hasn't had an identity since 2020, BC has it. They're a physical team. They're going to beat you up up front, and they're going to get you with explosives with, with their running game, some good passes, and, of course, Thomas Castellanos. But it all starts up front. This offensive line is going to beat up UConn this year. They didn't have a chance to do that last year. They're going to be able to do whatever they want because what I saw against Georgia Tech was an offensive line that was in its groove. They are, they're incredible what they're doing out there. They're, now they, they make a few mistakes here and there. Yeah. They get called for some penalties, but play in and play out. They dominate when you've got guys that are growing at the rate that they are like Ozzy Trapillo and drew Kendall, you're in good shape. When you've got guys like Kyle Hergel who came in and, and is very good. And of course, Christian Mahogany, you're in great shape. And if you're really, if you're looking at your, your lowest point as Logan Taylor and the way he's played, then you're in, you're in fine shape too. And, and to, to credit like Dwayne Alec, um, Jack Conley, uh, some of these other offensive linemen have come in and made some plays too. This offensive line has brought back offensive line. U to BC. They are a group that you're like, wow. And when I saw the statistic today that BC is 14th in the country in rushing yards, I couldn't believe it. Think about that. Boston College last year averaged 64 yards per game rushing. They were dead last in the country and it wasn't even close. They are 14th in the country right now in one season. That is incredible. And that is all a lot of it's on the offensive line and the way that they played because they are a bruising physical bunch that have played consistently all season. So that's my second takeaway. My third takeaway from this, Jeff Halfley's not going anywhere. This is my final takeaway. Up until the army game, I was not convinced that Jeff Halfley was going to make it to the end of the season. The way that BC looked, the way that they played against teams that were, I mean, I i was thinking by halftime of the UVA game that he was done. They, they looked completely unprepared. They looked a complete mess. But they, he, to his credit, they have steadied the course. They, they did what they needed to do to beat Army, and a win is a win. I don't care about, I don't care about, on, on, honestly, folks, I don't care about, the, the ending score, you win, you win. When you're a school like BC, you win. That's all that matters. You're not going to blow out every team. But to add in a nice solid win against Georgia Tech, you add in potentially a win against UConn, they're well on their way to bowl eligibility at this point. Jeff Halfley, yeah, he hasn't made the be- some of the best calls. And I, I still don't understand the quarterback situation from the beginning of the year. But things seem to be pointing in the right direction. Honestly, if you're if you're the f- kind of folks that I heard at the hockey game, they were chanting fire athlete and all that stuff. 
if that's what you're hoping for, it's going to take a pretty drastic um, torpedoing of this team for them to get there because they've got a lot going in the right direction. All signs right now are pointing positively. Every single um, analyst has them, you know, going in the right direction. I saw David Hale has them the seventh best team in the conference right now. Um, I mean, there's an argument that they could finish as high as third or fourth in the conference at this point. If they continue winning, I don't think halfway is going to leave. I don't think he's going to get fired. I don't think it's going to happen. And the biggest question mark from this will be like, how does he, how does he rally his roster for next year? Obviously winning is going to make this team a lot more attractive. And I have said all along, yeah, there's a lot of folks out there freaking out about their recruiting class. And I get it. Their recruiting class is not impressive at all. But I feel like there's still a couple names that they could go out and get uh, that will kind of clear things up. Sayer Torrance, who's a Michigan State wide receiver, I think he could get here. But I think the biggest, the biggest thing that will happen if BC continues to play strong, say they finish with seven or eight wins, both of those are completely within reach at this point. They win eight games. You go into the transfer portal now. You're an attractive team. People are going to want to play with Thomas Castellanos. People are going to want to play with that offensive line. Believe me, it's not going to be an issue. As long as they can get the the, the details and NIL or whatever they need to in, in, in place, they're going to be able to get a transfer portal class that's going to completely supplement what they have on the, you know, that they're missing from the, the recruiting class. And yeah, I, mean, I know Halfway said all along he's a developmental program. In a year like this, where you're riding two seasons in a row where you're struggling and you're not playing well, but you end it on a strong note, you go and you recruit, you go into the transfer portal, you get what you need to do. And uh, that that's kind of my thoughts there. Uh, in a moment, we're going to wrap things up by talking about hockey uh, in, a, in a weekend where they had a big win and they um, had a, a loss too. We'll get into that in just a moment. Now, when you have checked out some daily fantasy places, you have not probably have seen a place like prize pick prize pick is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy uh, because I've won up to 25 times my money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick them more or less on their projected stats and place your entry this weekend. If you went and put, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson and found his 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 touchdown totals. You thought he's gonna have a big weekend. Boom, you would have won. And if you didn't listen to me and you picked Mac Jones and his his percentage his um his totals, you would have won there too. So easy to use. And with the Prize Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For NFL games and college football top twenty five matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. That's insurance you're gonna find nowhere else. So go to prize picks right now and use promo code locked on or go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college for a first deposit match up to hundred dollars. That's again, promo code locked on college. Re- again, it is the place to go. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college or use promo code locked on college today to win and have fun at prize picks. This is locked on BC, AJ black. And I want to talk about this weekend in hockey. Big weekend at hockey in BC. They had RPI. They had um, 
a big game against RPI on Friday night. BC easily wins that game six to one uh, and takes advantage of, of a lot of mistakes by RPI, but just smothers them. That w- it was a nice win in front of a very loud crowd and led into a massive matchup on Saturday night against number two, Denver. Now, to give you some context to this game, last weekend, BC had a whiteout led by the students where all the students wore white. Place was packed. And this was against, you know, some lower college hockey teams. Denver comes in. Students couldn't get into the game. There were so many, such a um, demand for tickets that students were turned away. So I don't want to hear again, the BC students are apathetic or they don't want to go to college sports, sporting events. When you put a good product in front of Boston College students, they're going to respond. And my God, did they respond on Saturday night? They were crazy for the blackout game against Denver. Now, the ending of this game did not go the way you wanted to. Tons of penalties against BC. They looked a little sloppy. Denver is much more established. They win this game uh, four to three. But the reason I bring this up, BC hockey is back. The fans know it. The students know it. They have brought in an incredible recruiting class and they're playing at a high level. Now they didn't win this game, but they're playing a team that could end up in the, in the national championship. But that doesn't say BC shouldn't be there either. BC has some young studs that are going to take a little bit of time to just develop. And that's perfect. As the season goes along, Will Smith had a pair of goals, you know, he's getting jiggy with it and BC just looked great. But I want to, again, shout out that student section for me. You know, they, they had the place filled 40 minutes before game time, before that puck dropped. It just makes me think about other sports like basketball and football. If BC put the money into those programs by upping pay for staff and facilities and things like that, which they've done some of that, but if they put it to the level that they are with like hockey, you wouldn't have the issues that you have getting students into the game on time, sometimes for football or filling up Conti form. Good products breed interest. BC hockey showed that this weekend. Now they didn't win this game, but they're going to have a lot of big matchups when they get BU here, when they get big games against some of these other hockey East programs, these students are going to be bonkers. And they deserve a lot of credit. This team's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have more of that up on Eagle Insider. So this is AJ Black. I'm going to head on out. We'll be back again tomorrow to talk about what Jeff Halfley says on Monday's press conference. We'll get into more about the upcoming season for BC, um, BC hockey and BC basketball and everything in between. Thank you all so much for checking us out. Follow me on Twitter at AJ Black 247. We'll see you again tomorrow and hit that like button on our podcast. Take care, everyone. See you again soon.